0: Welcome back to another podcast of Seeds to Serve. I am Jeet Mian and today I'm joined with
1: and Thomas.
0: We are here to talk about this week's gospel called Jesus is the Good News. And Thomas, would you like to summarize briefly what the gospel this week is about? So
1: for this week's gospel, um, I'm sure most of you guys have heard it by now, but the gospel is talking about John the Baptist. Isaiah the prophet said that He was going to be sending a messenger. And that messenger will be the one who cries out, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his path. And that messenger was John the Baptist. And John the Baptist appeared out of the desert. He came and he baptized everyone in the Jordan River. But when he was there, he said that one mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So it's a pretty straightforward gospel, right? Isaiah the prophet said that there will be a messenger who comes crying out a message. And then the messenger that comes is John the Baptist. And John the Baptist is basically saying that one mightier than he is. And if you guys don't know who that is yet, that is Jesus is coming.
0: I thought it was a pretty self-explanatory gospel reading, especially during the Advent season. As you guys should know that four weeks of Advent is for us to prepare for Jesus is coming, which is surprise. It's Christmas. But yeah, the whole Advent season, the big theme around Advent is to prepare for him, you know, because Jesus is the good news. He is the coming. He is the salvation. He is the Prince of Peace. During this Advent season, I think there's many different ways we can prepare for Jesus. I think one of the most simplest ways that we reiterate almost all the time is to pray. Whenever you need help, whenever you're happy, whenever you're sad, it's always a good way to collect yourself. Talk to him about what's going on, about all your worries and anxiousness, as well as just thanking him for whatever's happening during this Advent season. So what other ways are you able to prepare yourself during the Advent season on Thomas?
1: So besides prayer, I think that the next most important and probably the biggest and best way to prepare for the season of Advent is confession. Self-explanatory, right? But when Jesus does arrive, you don't want to meet him with a plate full of sins, right? You know, you should be going to confession on the daily. But if you haven't yet, Advent is a Great time to go to confession.
0: Yeah, definitely. For our Catholic liturgical year, Christmas is almost a coming of a new year. So just like how we write New Year's resolutions at the beginning of each year, Christmas and Advent is us preparing for that. So if I write like, I want to be more fit and lose weight during the new year, and that's my resolution for the rest of that year. It's that same sense, I want to start off clean, I want to start off fresh. And in our Catholic sense, going to confession is having a clean slate so we can meet God truly without any regrets, without anything holding us back from meeting Him.
1: You mentioned that Advent in the liturgical year is kind of like the end and the beginning of a new year. And when New Year's does come, along with New Year's resolution a big thing that people like to do on New Year's is spend time with their loved ones, right? Specifically, their significant other. But I think that a cool way to see the season of Advent also is that at the end of the year, and at the beginning of the year, for me anyways, I want to spend time with Jesus, right? No matter how hard of a year it's been, and no matter how fearful I am of the future, it's nice to have that time where at the end of the year, everything that's passed all the trials and tribulations, you offer it up to him, you spend time with him, you talk to him, and then starting off the New New Year, you pray for better times, I guess, or you pray for maybe comfort or something that you would need.
0: I definitely agree with that. Jumping straight into how we can live out this gospel, our book describes hope as the theological virtue in which we desire the kingdom of heaven and eternal life as our happiness, placing our trust in Christ's promises and relying not only on our own strength, but on the help of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. So do you have any thoughts on like, how we can exactly live out hope in a, as a theological virtue in common?
1: Yes, so one of the virtues that was tied along with hope is the idea of peace. Jimmy Ann had a really good way of explaining peace.
0: If you guys don't know, like every week of Advent we have a different theme, so since this is the second week of Advent, the theme for this week is peace. And although most of us think peace as a sense of tranquility or like quietness or serenity, our Catholic faith, also Christians, define peace as a sense of fullness or completion or just feeling content. In that sense, we can relate hope two piece. Even though hope is the big theme for this week's gospel, the bigger theme for the second week of Advent is peace. And I think those two can go really hand in hand with each other.
1: Yeah, so earlier, you asked me how I could tie hope into my everyday life, live it out. And I think that the word hope gets thrown around a lot very casually, you know, oh, I hope I get a PlayStation 5 for Christmas. Oh, I hope I get a new I don't know laptop for Christmas oh I hope I get a raise for Christmas I feel like that word hope because it's thrown around so casually it kind of loses its meaning but as mentioned earlier hope as a theological virtue is the desire that we have to enter the kingdom of heaven for eternal life placing our trust in Christ's promises tying that into the idea of peace and being content with what you have if we truly have the desire to one day into the kingdom of heaven and be with God and be with Jesus and be in eternal happiness, then even though there will be trials and tribulations along the road there, the one thing we want, we're gonna get because when Jesus came, and he died on the cross for our sins, he saved us from sins, right? We know we're gonna get it as long as we follow what we should be following. And if you had that desire, and it's already promised to you, you kind of have that feeling of of being content already because you have it. It's given to every single one of us. And I think that's the cool thing that hope and peace kind of ties together.
0: Definitely. By the gospel book describing hope as having the desire to enter the kingdom of heaven, having eternal life with God is achieving full peace. And I think that's also why Jesus has another name, which is the Prince of Peace. He's supposed to be bringing peace to all of us, especially when he died on the cross to save us from sin and also just giving us that hope that there's something better than what we're living through right now. We're hoping and desiring for an even better reality. Even though we can still feel content in our daily lives, I think even though we say, oh, I'm content with where I am right now, or I'm confident and I feel good at where I am in life. Even in the smallest aspects, some of us are still nitpicking at our smallest details, saying that I'm still not fully content with that certain detail. Even though we say that we're content and we might have achieved peace, we still haven't achieved the fullness of peace until we are able to live our eternal lives with God.
1: I agree. I think earlier you said that In the definition of peace and mentioned wholeness and being complete. And like you said, there are times we will be and we can be content on this earth. For example, if you want a new iPhone, the moment you get that iPhone, you will be content because you finally got what you wanted, right? But at the same time, it's very temporary. And same thing, we could be, you know, 90% content, but there is always going to be that small little thing that we can nitpick at. However, the kingdom of heaven and spending eternity with jesus that's forever because it's eternity eternal happiness and that's not temporary and that is complete that is 100 percent everything that we want
0: i think sometimes people may say oh you're not content with where you are like how much more do you want and it seems almost like you're greedy not feeling content with yourself allows for more growth for example let's say i'm content with going to a cal state school for example for you guys to you guys are applying for college let's say I am content with going to a Cal State school but I'm not fully content I wish I got into so-and-so school instead and I think that even though we say that we're content we're still striving for something even better so in relationship to our spiritual lives with God we can say oh I'm content with praying On a daily basis, two times a day, you know, giving a morning offering, giving a night offering. But sometimes we feel like maybe that's not enough. Maybe we can also listen to Jesus music in the car sometimes. Or we can go to adorations when they are provided for us. It's just extra steps you can do when you aren't feeling fully content. And you can maybe feel more whole. I agree. In relationship to this week's gospel, to this week's lesson... Our lesson this week is about prayers and grace. So how does this week's gospel relate?
1: So I think that this week's gospel relates to our lesson this week because one of the ways that we prepare for Advent is through prayer. If we have the desire to enter the kingdom of heaven, one of the ways is through prayer. So this week's lesson, we'll be talking about the idea of prayer, what it is different ways to achieve it, right? Because prayer doesn't always have to be the Lord's prayer or things that you kind of read off of your prayer book. It could be in different forms. A few podcasts ago, I said, singing is praying 10 times. I recently learned that singing is praying only two times. But that's still okay because it's something that we do so often, especially during adoration and stuff like that, you know.
0: Yeah, I definitely think singing, it's so easy for us to do. Sometimes we feel like, oh, I can't pray before I go to sleep because I'm so tired. We give ourselves excuses to not pray, but we really can't give ourselves excuses not to listen to Jesus music because I know for me at least, I also listen to music while I'm doing work or while I'm driving. And also what I love to do is looking at the lyrics of each song, trying to understand the song is talking about. And I think like each song is so powerful because there's a small part of the Bible that's always incorporated in the song. I
1: agree. And it's a really good point that you mentioned was that it really isn't all that hard to put on a worship playlist and listen along while you're doing work. There's so many even within worship music, there's a Song that fits every mood, whether you're trying to find comfort, there's a song for that. If you're trying to find a little bit more joy, I guess, there's a song for that. Whatever mood you're in or whatever thing you're trying to pray for, there will most likely be a song that goes along with it. And I think that's a really cool thing about songs. Even though singing is praying two times, the latter you pray, maybe it'll be praying three times, who knows?
0: <laughs> for sure. And then in that sense too, like each song has a different meaning just like how each prayer has a different meaning. So even though we might be reading our father, some of us say it in Vietnamese, so most of us aren't born in Vietnam and know what these words mean. I think one of the simplest ways to understand what you're saying is by learning and reading the English version of the prayer and just understanding what am I really reciting. And I think looking at the words and lyrics more deeply, it makes us feel more connected to what we're saying to him
1: i agree so that concludes this week's podcast before jimmy ann and i sign off we just wanted to encourage you guys to at least for the rest of thursday friday and maybe before sim on saturday whenever you can just listen to a little bit of worship music it doesn't have to be a lot it could be one song a day three minutes out of i'm sure hours of music that you guys listen to and if you guys are having trouble finding worship music if you guys didn't know this every week we publish the podcast on our blog at dm.mt in this week's blog we'll we usually have a quote and a song but this week i will try to link my own personal playlist if it's possible and i'm sure g-man would love to link her personal worship playlist as well if you guys need help finding music to listen to
0: i would love to send out my holy kermit playlist
1: ah uh, mine is it, yeah? yours is so creative mine is just called adore
0: i think it has a lot of meaning within that word mm-hmm. yeah all right Right, and with that, we will see you this Saturday. Dancing, hot. Bye-bye. Ooh,
1: bye-bye. Happy holidays. It's not good news. It's the best news ever.